Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the Arena Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Victor Zachary. And I am one of your hosts, Douglas. I am another one of your hosts, Uriamis Losada. And I'm the very last host. I'm Asli. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the very last one. The very last one is still on the East Coast, Leo, and we do miss you, and we wish you were here with us, but uh, hopefully very soon again. Um, he didn't so... say the least. He said last, not least. Oh, so did you? It's fine. Yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> Um, well, the last shall be first. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to. Um, You're welcome, Leo. I wanted to say that um, over not yeah was it the weekend or last week uh, I got to go and see Coco. <gasps> did you cry? I was very close to crying. Um, I Everyone... did have a very nice grin on my face in the sense of like because it was. It was really an amazing movie. Everyone keeps telling me, "Yeah, you're gonna cry." You specifically are gonna cry. Like everyone knows what a. I know. I told you. What a vagina I am, <laughs> <laughs> and I that I cry at everything, because apparently vaginas cry a lot. I was gonna say I, I don't know that connection. I don't really and know I much think about we're them. Get calls and letters. <laughs> so vulgar. Calls and letters. Calls and letters. So vulgar. No, but in the beginning, I was I. I turned to one of the guys and I was like, um, "Do you want to make out?" <laughs> I'm a little bored. Um, this movie's boring. Let's make out. <laughs> no, but there was there was this there was this moment where it seemed like the message was being conveyed that you know if you've got this dream, you go for it even at the expense of your family. And I was like. <sighs> Oh, wow. I'm not really sure that's a great message. And I literally turned and I was like, I don't think that's the best message. Is Do you want to make out? What is- yeah. <laughs> Look what that's, I'm leaving. That's not a good message. Let's make out. But needless to say, and I won't spoil it, um, it didn't end up being that. It had a very interesting turn, but it was seriously an amazing movie. It's, it's rare that you'll see like on Rotten Tomatoes these 90% and above ratings from both audience and critics. Wow. And yeah. it's like... What does it have Everything right I've read has been... It's like 95, 96% to 97% from both critics and audiences wow. alike. And wow. it's... It really... And the graphics are incredible. Well, it's Pixar. Pixar knows how to get... Yes. And they but they're get getting better. They oh. are. Pixar knows how to touch your heart and, and make you weep. It, it does. They have or made me, they have made me sob. <laughs> Like, yeah, like <laughs> like you and McGregor at the end of Moulin Rouge when Nicole Kidman dies. All right, you like on that, that movie. That kind of sobbing, they have done that. Like <laughs> Toy Story three, I held my knees and wept like a child. Which one? In the movie theater, Toy Story three. Toy Story three. Yeah, don't, don't I you? I can't even say it, and you to- are and so affected by it. I'm so I can't even I can't watch that, that movie. First, one of the the first Toy Story came out like what in the late nineties or something. We don't need to talk about that. That's I, fine. I'm just saying, <laughs> like, I remember how amazing the graphics were then, and even now you can watch it and still be amazed. So, it still holds up, yeah. Yeah. And they did, like, like the funny thing is in the beginning, because we went to go see it at El Capitan, which is so much fun, and from now on, any Disney, Pixar kind of movie, I'm there, because they no. make a whole production out of it. But the first 25 minutes is, like, <laughs> I felt like we were watching Frozen 2. <laughs> oh, people are furious, and they pulled it. Yeah, what? they pulled it. Oh yeah, Wait, wow. Disney decided to because they had a captive audience to do this horribly done promo for the snow guy ah. in Frozen, and it's like twenty minutes. So after yeah. you get to the theater with your kids, after you get a, previews, right? You get to go through 10, 15 minutes of previews, and then you got to go through another twenty something minutes of this horrible. It's not short. It's supposed horrible, to be called a short. It's, well, it's horrible. It's well, not well, a hold short. on, but Pixar always puts little shorts in front of it. It's not a Pixar. It. It's a Disney. Oh. 
Well, even if it's Pixar or Disney, the point is it's too long. Way like, I, I thought too like long. okay, a five little little minute teaser. No, but it was like twenty five minutes. Yes. Of Olaf? And on top of yes. it, Olaf so came out in person and did a little song and dance. So you've got like 30 minutes. And yeah. I'm like, did did we come to see Coco? You're, or are you like, watching? I'm starving. Start this movie. <laughs> yes. I know. You well, want to make out? You want to make out? Hey, this isn't the movie. Let's make out. You know, speaking of making out. <laughs> yeah, speaking of making yes, I, that's, a, that's a great little segue. Thank you so much. I was You're going, welcome. I was going to start talking about today's topic. <laughs> I actually had a... Uh, an amazing experience um, last week, and I had to text all the boys about it in the in the podcast. I want to talk about lust today. You mean like the what in that TV show, the lust monster? What's he called? The hormone, the hormone monster. The hormone monster from uh, from Big Mouth, which is one of my oh. favorite shows. It's on Netflix, it's, and it's, it's not a kids TV show. It's a cartoon about kids. It's definitely not for kids. Anyway, um, no, I don't. I don't want to talk about the hormone monster. That is a completely different separate t- topic but i did want to talk Is about lush, that's enough <laughs> i didn't want to talk about lust and i wanted to bring up i asked dougie to look up some uh, some verses that are normally used to kind of clobber people with lust and lustful desires and and we're kind of taught this like stigma about lust and i kind of want to delve into what lust actually is and what it means for us and what so get ready, folks. This is lust according to E.L. Here God, we go. Well, God be with us all. You're going to have to. Um, oh, by the way, this is called Babes at the Gym. <laughs> this is the title. It's called. Wait, ba- is that, there's a, spe- is that, there's is a specific reason why it's called Babes at the Gym. And is you that will the under- sequel to you'll, Babes in Toyland? You will understand. <laughs> it's the grown-up. It's the grown-up version. You'll understand okay. why I called it Babes at Oops. the Gym when you when you understand the experience that I had at the gym that I had I, that I had to text well, you guys. Well, do tell. I'm getting out the popcorn. Here we um, are. I'm going. <laughs> Watch out, Ashley. He's sitting next to you. He's going to ask you to make out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm is, really is strong this, against is, lust. Is, <laughs> is this a private joke that I know nothing about? I, it's, no. No. The, what am making out? out? No, we're just no, assuming that he was I, on a date and wanted yeah. to make out with a guy. Oh, I'm sorry. That, no. That's where it connected there to. There was like three other guys. And he made out with all of them. <laughs> the maybe Speaking of lust. I was like, I'm um, not so great. Move over with the other guy now. <laughs> Tell him to come sit here. Okay, I don't like what you're doing with your tongue. You move over there. You guy, Hey, you new guy, come here. Sit next to me. All right, sorry. Note to self, mom can never hear this episode. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I can't throw my head back into the fog. I told you. That's what you get for well, that. Here, here, here's our first problem. Yes. Uremus. Yes. I have looked up three different four different references that translate either in the King James or the uh, NIV as lust or okay. lusts or lustfully and every one of them is a different word okay oh that means I need to get mm. out the Greek <coughs> yeah oh God and, and that is go. a problem so so you can was, tell me what it it's is it's almost like um, you know what do you want to pick here um, you can you we're, we're told okay a, a very similar word is covet uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. In the New Testament, uh, even in the Old Testament, but um, it's often used, it's very neutral. It's often used, you're to covet um, righteousness or you're to covet the things of the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, there's desire, um, seek after very strongly. Yeah. Which is things. that first scripture you're getting that from. Okay. Um, beats fed out of me. 
I've, I've already lost it in here. But I, I, I'm. <laughs> he lost okay. it in the interwebs. So, so in other words, if uh, First Thessalonians four five, okay, uh, is is one of those, and that and that word is to stretch yourself, to reach out after long for to covet desire, but it's neutral. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 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 what we've done as just like with abomination and so many other words, uh, particularly in here in Amer- <laughs> American evangelical stuff circles, we take a word, we assign our meaning to it, mm-hmm. and then that that's that becomes its definition, and that's it forever. Mm-hmm. And um, and so we lose all these little nuances. And and as Victor will will, will be able to show in the Greek. There are some nuances. He always does. So, so uh, in fact, there, uh, that's what I was looking at online, is that people have done word story s- studies, the difference between covet and desire and lust, and um, mm. most of them are neutral terms. What about so the context is really important, what you're right. talking about. Well, the about. literal translation in that verse you just said, it's in verse of 5, right, of First Thessalonians 4? Yes, it's 3806 in Strong's. To, to pass it's for passion and in inordinate yeah. affection yeah the actual the actual word uh, that he says is you should you should um, contain yourself basically in in holiness and in honor not in passionate desire Dis- mm-hmm. dissipation right yeah it, it, it's very close that same passionate word has a very close uh, in the Greek to anger mm. it, it's that kind of intense um, Passion. I don't know how to. But see, yeah. passion. You, you know. Oh, he's so passionate. We is is a compliment. But mm-hmm. in this case, passionate. we're talking about a, a, a passion that is driven by sexual desire, mm-hmm. and that's why he's saying Inordinate, to keep right. yourself right in 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 a holiness and but, in a. But that's the point. The point is that the word lust itself is not, and 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 passion and covet and desire is not always linked to the negative. Mm-hmm. So if you want to talk about lust, I think you want to talk, I think you want to talk about that inordinate desire, that coveting. Yeah, I want to, I specifically want to talk about exactly that. The stigma that a lot of Christians and, and, and. And, uh, and and basically a lot of old religions um, will put around that lu- what is lust? What is to lust after someone when you have that desire, that carnal desire? You look at them, you find them attractive, and you go, oh, I want them." Okay, you know, now, right? W- you use a good word, and because most people um, think any attraction, any sexual attraction, is wrong, mm-hmm. and I beg to differ. God has given to us these desires, these infatuations even mm-hmm. that if it wasn't so we'd never get out of ourselves it's what I it's agree. what puts us out there to begin reaching oops hello to be reaching for others you You're, know what i mean you know they can't see your hand gestures, i know right? you didn't see what i just <laughs> well, did we he's, well, we he's knocking his mic all over the That's place right. but it can't nobody can he's see passionate it. right yeah. now he's so, very so lustful after that so, microphone so the, <laughs> so, so the, the misnomer is that that attraction, that that uh, even that infatuation, mm-hmm. you know, falling puppy love or whatever, is mm-hmm. somehow wrong and supposed to suppress. <clears throat> I don't say not necessarily I, I don't right. That. No, and, and and without it, 
we wouldn't be moving out. There would there. I mean, come on, guys. Right. <laughs> yeah. Hi. We saying? wouldn't. There wouldn't be a species. That there wouldn't, wouldn't be, be a anymore. species yeah. anymore. Right. Exactly. Which is okay. So that that is an, a, a distinction that I wanted to make. Okay. Here, and I'll ask you all a question. If you want to define the kind of lust you're talking about, I have a question for you that might help you. Do have that. you established the kind of lust that you're talking about? Though? No. That's why I'm going to ask the question. You want to ask first? Okay. Yeah, the question. Well, I mean, I did have something that I wanted to say, oh, but that's right. fine. No, you can take ahead. over and ask <laughs> your question. <laughs> that's cool. Well, to define it, it to help. Okay. Find, I think, Okay. You, you tell me if this is true. When you guys first met me, how many of you fell into lust with me? Madly. Madly, <laughs> and I, no. struggle, I struggle blues? with it every no. day. Those baby Struggle blues. with it every day. So, and, and it's just not an issue. Wait, Why? are they blue or are they green? Not. I'm just kidding. They turn green sometimes. <laughs> it's the cataracts, though. It's the, it's the cataracts. <laughs> no, it's not the cataracts in your eyes. That's the song, isn't it? Just <laughs> fell in love with the cataracts <laughs> in your eyes. Um, uh, why didn't that happen? Why, why wasn't that? Why, why isn't it now? Why aren't you lusting after me? Because we can't be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, there was somebody in that group looking at you the wrong way. I you got are, it. Listen, you are somebody's demographic, and don't you forget. Uh, <laughs> once I was. Once yes. I was. Yes. And, and that will give you a clue then uh -huh. between what is, what is the kind of lust you're wanting to talk about, right? Mm -hmm. Because why didn't it trigger? I mean, I'm a male. Mm -hmm. I'm in decent shape. I've got all the um, sexual equipment attached, I think. <laughs> we should, well, we hope so. We yeah. hope so. Last time I checked. TMI, Dougie. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll take your word for it. Yeah, that's right. So, so, no, he's going to show us all in the studio right oh, now. Right, that's that's right. Right. So, so why, if I'm at the gym amongst a whole slew, slew of <laughs> other guys, babes, if you will, why is it that babes. you're – in other words, what is – why would your response to me be different than that guy over on the bench? In other words, shouldn't you be lusting just because you're a male? Well, no, I, I think it helps define. No, I just, I what, in other words, by defining <clears throat> what it isn't, you might get closer to really what it is. Right. I think, I think um, the part of lusting that is a gift is the attraction, is the, so, something in that person, something physically in that person makes you want to get to know them, talk to them a little bit more, and, and something can come of that. It could be physical. It could be, yeah. It's not always <clears throat> just physical. You might see them the way they carry themselves. Uh, for example, I, I get very attracted to someone who seems to be very comfortable in their skin. They mm. just, the way they- That's why he won't leave me alone, you guys. He uh, yeah. won't leave me alone. Not. Constantly text them. Um, and and the word I use is comport. The way they comport mm. themselves, and of course, that's an ancient word that Ooh. probably most people don't know. I like it. I'm Thank going you. to incorporate it. So I'm going so to comport myself in a way that makes <laughs> Dougie lust after me. Oh, go comport yourself. <laughs> so, um, I, I, and and that's very attractive to me, much more than just the physical. Mm. So, uh, uh, okay, well, I, so, that's so. not that's not necessarily that's just attraction, and I think that is part of the gift of sexuality, and that God gives us is making us all unique and attracted to what we're attracted to. And I think that's a good indication of something that like, hey, you like this, maybe there's something there to explore. But the, what I'm talking about specifically is something that I um, specifically deal with at the gym because, you know, the guys at the gym, everybody's working out, everybody looks sweaty, everybody's body looks kind of like spot on. And you start, before you realize it, you're kind of... Um, lusting after someone the way they're working out on a machine and they're in a compromising position or whatever and before you know it you're literally lusting after them you're objectifying this that's person. the key you're objectifying yeah, this person that's right that's the key so i have spoken about this before in the podcast and i think i've ta I talked to you about it uh, personally victor <clears throat> i like to one of my favorite things to do is listen to christian music while i'm working out mm -hmm. it um 
it not only puts my head in, in like a into higher thoughts while I'm while I'm working out and working on my body, it brings God into that very moment that seems so dirty and so like oh God I really want to mm, that guy. <laughs> I'm I'm inviting God into that moment as well because it's not just to, I mean to me it's not just about like you know being with God when I'm at church or being with God when things are good or being with God when I'm really down on my knees and having a hard time but into every moment even the things that I think mm. I should be ashamed of <laughs> well that was a lot of <laughs> <laughs> you mean down on your knees and prayer and, and something prayer <laughs> just, wow how did I miss that because you have such a pure mind I have so, I, you know God has, he- God has healed me of all lust you guys that's yeah, why that's I said right. that that's I didn't amazing. even think about it I think that's your takeaway yeah <laughs> And, and, and I don't think, the key word is objectify, and I don't yeah. think the solution is to see people as a, a non-sexual. Don't jump, don't jump, don't jump okay. to, the, to the end of my story. Got it, right. Because um, <laughs> I, okay, so I was, I was at the gym, I think whenever I texted you guys, um, yeah. whatever. Um, I got it lately later, but yeah. And I was in my thing, listening to my Christian music, and, uh, and just started like noticing the atmosphere around me. And there was this one guy um, who was very tall and just this specimen of a human being. Gorgeous face, beautiful body, you know, kind of Which doing his thing. Which gym is this, by the way? <laughs> no, it's, it's a gym in Hollywood. They're all like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Lit, like, every know. single guy in there is, like, gorgeous. Yeah, I need to stop working out in downtown. Yeah, get out of downtown. <laughs> come, to, come to Hollywood where all the fairies are. Um, and, and then I noticed, and then this was very interesting, I also noticed this other, there were several guys there, but there was this other guy who was being very loud and kind of like grunting and like slamming his weights and just mm. kind of like wanting everybody to know how hard he was working out. And it just and he did have an amazing body, but I kind of just kept rolling my eyes and it was so annoying. And I was like, okay, I'm not gonna focus on that guy. I'm gonna focus on this beautiful guy that is so. Oh, I'm like, why? It's like, why? I'm so attracted to him. And in the middle of listening to of listening to my Christian music, okay, well, well, how does how does God feel about this? About me reducing this guy down to just his looks? Mm. And in that moment. He was, he was on the leg press machine, and he put this face. He made this face as he was straining, obviously doing a lot of weight, and he looked, well, he looked ridiculous. He literally looked like a little kid, like trying to like push. And in that instant, I had this miraculous change of vision where I swept across the gym and literally everybody became a baby. Every, every, every guy in there became a child. Like I looked at the guy who was slamming the weights. He was a little kid throwing a tantrum. <laughs> And the guy, you know, the guy that I was lusting after and objectifying was just like trying to push himself to be better. And then there was the other guy who was afraid he was never going to be loved. And there was another guy who was af- who was like, if I'm not my body and if I don't work at this, I'm I'm nothing. And I saw us all as the, as the and I looked in the mirror, and I saw this skinny little kid with a big head who was wondering if anybody was ever going to notice. You? Him. Yes. Skinny little kid with a big head wondering if anybody was ever going to notice him and love him for who he is. I was just trying to make a joke and I'm pun at you, but you were serious. Yeah, no, I'm serious. This is literal. This way, like, I literally saw this vision of all these men become babies, become babes. Mm. And I said, <clears throat> and I heard distinctly, I, like, I felt God's voice saying, This is how I, these are my kids. Mm-hmm. And when you lust after them, you take their humanity away. And it wasn't a judgment. It's not like God was like, I'm judging you for lusting them. It's just like, you look at the entire thing. Don't just look at how, how beautiful the outside is. Look at, look at the struggle on the inside. And that's, that's the issue with lust and with judgment in general, because how, how harshly was I ju- judging that guy who was being loud and obnoxious and trying to show off how much he was lifting and how hard he was working out? 
He was just the boy who's saying, somebody look at me, because if nobody notices how hard I'm working out, I've got nothing else to offer this world. Mm. You know? Yeah. So I just, I was like, I, I was filled with so much compassion that I couldn't possibly lust after them or objectify them, as you were saying. I couldn't possibly objectify these people and reduce them down to a physical attribute that I found appealing, but rather took them in as a whole and said, I, we're just emotional babies. <laughs> we're all just emotional babies at the gym trying to prove something to ourselves, mm -hmm. to each other, right. to our whatever, you know. And I would add to that that once you realize, okay, so, so the objectification, I believe its basis is in selfishness. I want to use you to meet what I feel I want or need. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And once you see them as a person, mm -hmm. you see them differently, suddenly – there, if you're going to be compassionate, there's no room for selfishness there. You can't mm. do both. Right. Mm -hmm. You understand? You yeah, can't yeah, yeah. see them as an equal. You can't see them as a real-life human. You can't, you can't see them as little kids or whatever. They're emotional in, in, in reality because you can only see them of what can I get out of you to yeah. make right. me feel good. Yeah. And that, to me, is the essence of lust. That's the inordinate yeah. desire, right. not the fact that you might get a hard-on because you see a guy you know, that's really attractive. <laughs> But rather, once you allow yourself to stretch into that, I could really use some of that. Mm. You've now ceased to see him. Yeah. Plus, you've ceased to see any opportunity. Mm -hmm. you, you've ceased to, to see how God might be using that. Well, it's interesting you and say it's that. And all you can say is, is see is, how, how can I get a piece of that for yeah, me? For me. Because how can I steal that? And be that is why you didn't lust after me. <laughs> had, nothing to, had nothing to do. Says you. Had nothing to do with physical or looks or whatever like but that. Dougie, this is this is what you know. Tagging it's not on what that, you're looking for. Well, and tagging onto that, like you just said, because in this in this scripture in this verse, it says the passionate desire, right? The inordinate affection, right. which means it's displaced. You're 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 what you just said, going to consume something for yourself and mm -hmm. not see them the way you were able to see them. Like God pulled back this curtain, if you would, for mm -hmm. you. Like spiritually, you were able to see them as he sees them. And as you just said, when you have this compassion and you start to, to take on the heart and the mind of Christ and of God towards other people, then there's no room for, for that selfishness. And that's the, the, the um, secondary part of this verse. It says, just like the world just like the other nations, just like everybody else, basically. So he's saying, don't, don't run after people in this lustful passion, in this passionate desire. Can you say what Bible verse is on? That's 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 5. He says, not in passionate desire, just as the world. Right. And those who don't know God. You see, when you don't know God and you don't have anything else really to go by. I'm not saying that there aren't people out there who don't know God, who aren't capable of seeing other people, maybe how you saw them as well. But that moment was a connection for you into the mind of Christ in how he sees mm -hmm. people in humanity because you are connected with God and his spirit does live inside of you. And so he was able to help you see a moment like, okay, son, I'm going to give you an opportune moment because you're bringing me into this space with you right now mm -hmm. i see what where you are but i'm just going to do a little color correction here you know and the moment you did you had a change of heart and a change of mind which by the way 
is a repentance. Yeah. It's a miracle, so, but that's so repentance. It's a miracle. So you how, change your mind. How did you see the tall, gorgeous one that you wanted to? <clears throat> um, yeah. Uh, and what song that. were you listening to exactly? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. Because I, I just listened to Christian. I just have it on Pandora to like um, Sidewalk Prophet, did, I think. That's did, listening to did you then say, oh, he's not as good looking as I thought? No, no. he didn't. Be, he didn't. He didn't cease to be no, a, a, right. a specimen. But right. I just didn't want to take from him anymore. I did. Right. He wasn't just a body, right. this like attractive body that I said, oh, validate me because you're attractive, and if you find me attractive, then I'll be attractive. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. It was just this like, right. Right. this this I didn't need to, to be validated because he was a baby. Yeah, he was and, a fellow and, baby and like me. You know, like you, right? The equality. Yeah, and and we and, were all in the same the same yeah. emotional playing field. Of like just wanting something, we're all there seeking and, something, and that's why I. <laughs> there's so many times I want to just compliment someone. Either how well they've worked out. Like I've been to the gym for so long that I've watched guys come in and they're either short and stumpy and fat, and they've worked out and they're just transformed themselves over two years. Or they, particularly a lot of Latino and Asian guys come in real skinny and just you know. And how dare they, you? Yeah, and they work and they work really really hard and and they and they, you know they they craft their body and I've watched that over time, and I always would just want to be able to say. I want to commend you. You know, you've stuck with this, but it always comes off as a come on, because in our culture, well, you might be their demographic, and yeah, they might, they might the be okay with that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they might not like. They might not. But that's I see. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Suddenly, you can see the good thing instead of just the uh, the lustful thing, yeah. right? And and um, and well, I'm, now you're not being carried away by that lustful path. Mm-hmm. You're not being carried away by that inordinate affection and whatnot. You're being able to. To see the person, as you said, for how God actually made them, yeah. which does not exclude their physical beauty and whatnot, but no, there's fact, so it much more. It, it absolutely. I, I does. like to be able to to appreciate the beauty of God's creation, and unfortunately, it's been hijacked by yeah. by the, all the players. You know, and you know, you know what I think is is, is interesting is that you could take that same vision and kind of take it to you know if you were to go to a bar or a restaurant or whatever social event and start looking at people's behavior and start looking at it from that perspective of like oh that person just really wants to be accepted by that group he wants to fit into that clique that person really wants somebody to validate how he looks because he doesn't know his own worth that person is desperate for attention because you know their parents whatever you can start to see an entire history behind behavior that is no longer sexy or no longer something to lust and want to dominate and want to take from, but, some, but rather something that needs healing. Preach. Well, something, not that, only, something that needs love. Not only that, now you understand why when you do approach the relationship with superficial attractions, it never can last. And, no. and by superficial, I don't mean just the physical. But you, you, whenever we get into a relationship with someone because of what they represent to us, mm. rather than who they who really they actually are, are, it will never It's a misrepresentation of the truth, of their truth. Well, it's a re- misrepresentation of their truth, but it's also a lie that says, you can meet my needs. Right. Mm-hmm. right. You weren't put on this earth to meet my needs. <laughs> and, and you know what? When you, like you just said, EL, you can, you can take that wherever you go. You know, if you're in, in a bar, in a grocery store, library, church, whatever, and you have that moment, that, that new mindset, you can bring it up again and mm-hmm. remind yourself. And now, instead of just being this person who's also looking to get out of other people something that you feel you need, you now start to move into representative mode. 
representative of God and his love because now you are able to have this understanding. God now can start entrusting us, you, with being with information, if if you would, on people. Um, not in some creepy kind of a way, but you have... This, I know this person's history. <laughs> yeah, no. But in, in other words, you you see everything like for what it's worth. Yeah. And now you're able to maybe approach the person, have a conversation, and have that understanding so that when you're communicating with... Like those moments, I'm sure maybe we've all had them. I hope we have because they're amazing. When you start talking with someone from a perspective that seems really like different or fresh or new. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, no one's ever quite said it to me like that before. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, you seem to really like know how to speak into my heart or into my life. Those are, those are such God moments, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I think what's, what's beautiful, what's happening is we move out of babe mode into more mature and more of a representative for Christ. Emotional mode. teenagers. Yeah, emotional. Yeah. <laughs> and Jesus is like, oh, I just okay, got here we go. Now just we're got, got teenagers. Just got past the terrible twos. Now let's yeah. uh, let's, let's get into let's the get terrible twenties. Let's, let's get, get into pu- puberty now. Right, yeah. puberty and whatnot. Emotional Another one which puberty. was interesting and in, in not what was the typical uh, definition of lust is in Romans one of the clobber verses, Romans one twenty seven. Yes. And I, I'd be interested to see. My Greek says. One of the interesting ways of describing that word there is excitement of mind. Mm. And it goes very much, I think, ties into what you're talking about here. Mm. Mm. Romans one twenty seven. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Try it. As soon as my uh, my phone gets a signal, I'll be able here. to. Oh. Okay. Then. As soon as the interwebs start <laughs> yeah, to work. Yeah, as soon as the interwebs start to work, okay. hopefully. And it says, and likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward yes. another, men with men working that which is unseemly. And then, of course, this is that very confusing verse, receiving in themselves that recompense for of their error, which was... Um, do them so uh that's the word James actually Richard. um right is <clears throat> here it says that they were lit they were they were <laughs> it ig- was lit fam literally <laughs> they were they were ignited they were turned Excitement on the mind, yes. inside of them by their desire one one for the other doing what was horrifically inappropriate right. um again again and i like that excitement of mind that lit this oh because again, it's it's not just they were horny, but rather they. S- <laughs> Doug said horny. They, horny. So <laughs> so they saw they saw. <laughs> <laughs> that the, the word, word of the, of the week. <laughs> word of the week. Doug horny. Wins Fifty dollars. <laughs> Secret word of the week. Um, because in the context of Romans, if you read it, it in fact the verse before that, it it, it all has to do with false worship. And yeah. and so the the men, the men and the women and the men and the men and all of that kind of stuff that whole uh, temple prostitution and all it was it, it, the way I read that and particularly in the Greek was I'm excited because I think this is going to get me what only God can give me in other words mm. it was a false worship and I'm I'm not only am I physically excited I mean what a you know I would say Ahuga. probably more people would want to go to church if they knew <laughs> come to church and get laid sign you know? me up for that church. Yeah. But but more than that, it was their mind saying, "This is the this is the way I can get fulfillment, meaning whatever that only worshiping the true God can give." Mm. And again, it wasn't so much sexual based; it was though it involved that it mm. was involved a, a a wrongful 
mind attitude, yeah. the wrongful way of seeing it, just like you're saying yeah. the babes at the gym, it becomes lustful when I have the wrong mental mindset, mindset it. toward it. And I, and I agree, yeah. and that's why Romans 12, 1 and 2, you know, by the renewal of your mind, we, we really, yes. got, we, we, you know, it always disappoints me, and even today, this week. Well, I, you know, I think it's really good, Doug, that, that you, you know, can go to the Bible and, and, you know, you find kind of what you're looking for, but I just don't understand it, and I find it really boring. Okay, well, that's true, because uh, <laughs> if you aren't looking for something to inform how to change your thinking, how to change your mind, then I'm not sure it has much for you. Yeah. If you're looking to get what you want, what you think you need, I don't think the Bible is going to be a good book for you. Yeah, mm. and it all comes back down to your your mindset again and, and, and how you're approaching things and the way you um, view it. And I think you're absolutely right. And, and that particular verse we just read in Romans is absolutely connected with what's just before it. Yes, and, and it's Paul taken is saying, out of context. And it, it is taken out of context, and we're not getting into that. No, but we're not. The, but, the, but the point is... <laughs> not again. That no. <laughs> the point mm. is that it has to do with the mindset and what you are believing and thinking. And yours changed. Yeah, mm-hmm. now I want to know now, now how long ago was that? That was just the last week. Last week. You've been to the gym Wednesday. since? 100%. What's different? Um... Well, I mean, it's, it's it's not like I'm just like suddenly changed and suddenly I never no. lust again. No. It still comes up and I still see a, a beautiful body or a beautiful face and I go, oof. And then I have the, and then I I have the, re, say, the rewiring exactly. of well, like, well, yes. now who are they really? Same trigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Different result. Absolutely. Right. There you go. Absolutely. That's amazing. So is that so your takeaway? <laughs> that would be my takeaway. Yes. Yeah, that's that, a good takeaway. That, that so many times we think that if it's the trigger spot, we think that that this God-given beauty or this God-given gift or, or whatever it is, is the problem. And so I'm it's going to... to tempt us. Yeah, I, I'm right. going to push that away or this is wrong. And so we start start putting fences up and drawing lines. What it's actually, that can just be a trigger. And you can either go in the negative way, the sinful way, self-centeredness way, or you can go in the gracious, loving way. Mm-hmm. But right. the trigger is not the issue. And mm-hmm. I piggyback that for my takeaway is when you have... A relationship with God, when you have a relationship with Jesus, his spirit in you does lead you into truth. And he will come and he will speak as he did with you, El, in a moment if we invite him into those moments. Like that part speaks to me. Mm-hmm. And because many times I'm not conscious of saying God come into this moment. And, and I realize that the default is I am not asking him to come into this moment because I want this moment for myself, Mm -hmm. which in itself is lustful and it does end up consuming. So inviting God into those moments allows him to come and speak. And we are so afraid of this judgment, but I don't hear judgment in that. He gave you a better way. Mm -hmm. He showed you a better way. He took judgment away. He yeah. did. He took yes. all judgment away. All judgment of the loud guy who was being obnoxious. Yeah. All judgment of, of the of the scrawny kid. All judgment of any other person in there. He took it away. And do you see how that opened yourself up mm-hmm. to so all, much the rest more. of the yeah. 8 billion people on this planet? Yeah. So much more. What's your takeaway, Esli? Uh, I guess my takeaway would be a question for our listeners. And I Can't quite... do that. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, yeah, because if they have heard this, how can that inspire... Anybody that's listening to this podcast to see their fellow, uh, I guess, neighbor, uh, 
how would that affect the way that they see themselves and each other? Because mm -hmm. we still have a process of living this life and going through, you know, our triggers or our attractions or whatnot. But how was this inform you to make the best decision under those circumstances and not devalue yourself or your fellow neighbor? That's great. So what's your takeaway? No, <laughs> 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 that's his takeaway right I'm there. I'm ringing the bell again. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's... Do you ha did he do... Did you remiss that particular... I mean, I feel like my takeaway was the story. Yeah, I just... I like, I like to... I like delving in to the word and in the way that we're doing it, which is unstigmatizing these things. Like yeah. how you were saying, like, lust is something, it's a trigger, and it's something to be avoided, it's, you know, it's put there to tempt you and to push, you know. God, that's the most ridiculous thing. Like, God does things to make thing, to make life hard for us. We make life hard enough on ourselves. God is trying to offer the way out. And if we reinterpret and re really understand what God is trying to tell us through his word, we release judgment and we, we it takes us out of it mm -hmm. really it takes all the self-centeredness out of it and you start and to see how it. equal you are with other people i was gonna say that's that mic drop goes to el today but then you breathed so i thought maybe you no. were still gonna say no, something i'm not gonna talk <laughs> i can't give that crap let, away yet let me mic drop for once, <laughs> yes. no, that's for right. once. That's right. i'm just i'm just i'm just a little envious that god thought you were ready for such a phenomenal <laughs> insight <laughs> At the young, tender age of 35. I know. It took me oh, really? decades. Is that how old took me decades. <laughs> we don't even talk about that. Not fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm this thrilled. Was, this I'm was, so proud. Yeah. Those are, those are such aha moments. It's, uh, I think that that's really amazing. And thanks for... For again being open and vulnerable about it and sharing that with I us, had, I had I, te I had to text you guys as it was happening. I was like, "You guys, I have the next podcast. That's it's yeah. called Babes at the Gym." And, and I, I know, and I think that's fantastic because yeah. this that that's what this is supposed to be. It's supposed mm. to be coming out of our own lives, not mm -hmm. sitting in some lofty place trying to preach down to others, but out of our own experiences and out of our own journeys together to be able to have this kind yeah. of a, a message, which I think is so beautiful. So, would you? Yeah. Close this out. Sure. Uh, in prayer? Is that what you Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, in cash tips, please. Thanks. <laughs> okay. sure. Just the tips. Oh. oh. Speaking oh. of lust. Uh. Let's, let's bring Jesus into that moment. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we come before your presence now. Thank you for this um, wonderful time of fellowship with each other and for the gift that you gave me of your vision of seeing myself and each other as your babes as your children, emotional babies, just crawling through life, clinging for each other and clinging for you. Um, thank you because your love is enough and your understanding grows and enlightens and brightens every single day. Mm. Thank you for being with us. And until next time, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Well, that was a great show. I mean, <laughs> yeah, episode. Uh, we hope you like it as much as we yeah, have. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, you've managed to waste another 45 minutes with us. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I'm not sure. No. Anyways, thank you so very much uh, for listening once again. Uh, we just want you to know that you can listen to us on iTunes. You can search for us as the Arena Podcast Reverie. That's how you'll be able to find us. Um, oh. On SoundCloud, it's going to be um, also the Arena. You can also put the, uh, the word Reverie in there. Of course, on Reverie TV. Um, Most can, importantly, on Reverie TV. Yes. And you can also email us at the arena pod at gmail.com. 
And uh, we do have live meetings on Tuesday nights in the L.A. area. You can email us for information. It's at 4301 North Coenga Boulevard in Toluca Lake. We um, meet at 730. Uh, music, food, and a, and a really good time. So this Very is Victor time. Zachary signing off. This is Douglas saying till next time. This is Remus saying see you later. <laughs> and this is Ashley signing off. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Ciao. Okay, thanks. Bye. Once was enough. <laughs> <laughs>